Thank you for joining us again for episode 121, I believe. We are now in a new monthly format, at least for the summer. I'm joined, as always, by two good friends, Thomas and Laura. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> Time <alive>. moves on. <laughs> Does it, though? I mean, we're still start. in the summer of 2020, aren't we? Oh, we are. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> well, some nice positive vibe from the three of us to start off with. <laughs> 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 Hope people listening are feeling better than us. But um, but yeah, so remember when we said we were going to record once a month so we could play more games? Uh, how's that going for you guys? Well, yeah. <laughs> not oh, too bad. I've, yeah. I've actually played games unlike yes, the last time. Thank you. So. The two of you have actually played games. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, sure, sure? I did play game one you? game, not as many as I would have liked, but um, still, it's not so bad. But yeah, so now before before well, we get in our, de- in our defense, it was way, the weather was way too good. Yeah, yeah, the weather has exactly. been very good. I've been traveling as well. Um, I think all of us have have been. It's been uh, you know really good weather the last few weeks. So um, yeah, I'm sure up. once once winter hits again and the days get shorter, we'll be inside playing more. But um, I actually I got uh, I, I before we get to reviews, I want to go on a very small kind of rant if you'll allow me it's a very oh, very short no. quick rant and it might surprise people well, I, I, don't, I hope your i finger on the mute button yeah, yeah i hope i, do. I'm I don't upset people but it's about the nintendo switch which i got a few weeks ago overall oh, i really no. like it overall oh, no. i like it but the reason i got it was because the weather has been good and nintendo when they advertised Nintendo Switch, it had some people playing outdoors in the sun. And I said, oh, great, I can play this out in my garden. I tried that, and I couldn't see a fucking thing, excuse my language. <laughs> but I was really annoyed about this, because that was the main reason why I got it, just so I could play it while traveling, while I could play it outdoors. Turns out, you can't do that. So thanks, Nintendo. Can, can, um, I, can I add something to that? Sure. Because I also have a Switch. Okay. And uh, I, when I went to Dublin to visit to visit you, mm-hmm. I brought the Switch so I could play in the bus. Yeah. Turns out, it made me nauseous. Oh, well done, uh... Nintendo. <laughs> so for some reason, it's either oh, either Subnautica is not a good game to play on a <laughs> well, bus. Well, that could be it. Yeah. Or indeed, I get uh, car sick from playing on the uh, on the Switch in the bus. So I hope it's the first thing I have to well... try it with another game. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, the I got the plastic cover thing, and it's it is plastic. It's it's a bit rubbish. The plastic cover thing. It's uh, so I have to say the money that I spent on the switch. Overall, I do like it. I was playing Black Black Sad, and I attach it to my TV, and I'm really enjoying it when I get a chance yeah. to play it. But I am disappointed because I I was yeah. hoping I could play it outside, which I can't. And again, okay, well, sure. You, can. Ireland, you just have to make sure you have a, a umbrella above you. Yeah, that is true. But I was hoping to be able to play it which... outdoors under the sun. In, but, in our case, it's actually just always good advice because we burn <laughs> quite quickly. That is true. That is true. But in that case, you know, I mean, I don't, honestly, you can read a Kindle and other e-readers outdoors. So I was expecting to be able to play Nintendo Switch. Is there outdoors. no sort of settings like brightness settings? You can, you can maybe change? make the brightness, but I believe I tried it and it still 
it yeah. still wasn't great. So anyway, I'll still play it. You know, I, I still got it. Overall, I do like it. But if, if Nintendo could release a new version where you could actually play outdoors, I would be really happy. But then, as we spoke last time, I ordered a Steam Deck, which will be arriving, I think, quarter three, 2022. So um, and that version, it said it was anti-glare. So I'm hoping that we can play that outdoors because, yeah, that's, you know, if I'm indoors, I want to play on the big screen. But if I'm yeah. outdoors or traveling, uh, then I'd like to play, you know, on this small handheld. But anyway, I'm sure I've upset some people, Nintendo fans, who are probably saying that I am very, very wrong and idiotic, which uh, wouldn't be the first time people said that to me. So <laughs> would it also be the first time that you're actually wrong? But in, mm. I think in this case, you're right. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Thomas and I agree on something. That's uh, <laughs> no, I'm scared. What's and, happened? And, 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 and oh, just wait till we get to the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, shall we get, because there's been not much news uh, that I can yeah, think not of. Really? I can't uh, well, the, the only thing is near mage from the developers of Gibbous. Mm. Um, they went on Kickstarter and they are doing phenomenally well. They yeah. reached a goal in about 12 hours, 15 hours. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how much I have now at the moment. I backed the game eventually. Same, same. And are, they, I, are they still on? Is, is, is the campaign still going? I believe at the time recording it still is. But um, it's, uh, it's doing... They've done way more than what they did for the previous game, Gibbous. Yeah, and there's 15 days to go at the time of recording. And I think by the time this goes out, they'll maybe be like one, uh, yeah, one or <laughs> a couple of days left. So if you still want to back, I think if you're listening to it at the beginning, when it when we, this episode comes out, there'll still be time to back if you want. And what, was the, what was the name of the game? Uh, Near, Near Mage. Mage. Okay, I found it. Uh, saying that they did phenomenally well is a slight understatement. Yeah, they, <laughs> more they, than they did more than tri- they tri- more, than more than tripled their yeah. uh, their wow. goals. So crazy. Wow. Well, this I'm is, delighted uh, for them uh, because pretty nice people, uh, Livibor and Cami as well. However, uh, Sersha, oh. I thought you said that you didn't really that you weren't really into this whole magic university. Yes, game. you so are you correct. You are correct. I am not usually into this whole magic university thing. Like I've never, I've seen some of the Harry Potter movies, read some of the books, but I've never really been into it. And I'm not usually into this kind of setting. However, I enjoyed their last game, Gibbous. Um, this game is set in Transylvania and there are a few things that did interest me. So overall, I decided to back them uh, because overall it did interest me. Now, it is true that this particular story of magic university it's, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just something that doesn't usually appeal to me. But also the visuals of this game look fantastic. And um, so it's that, their previous work, and the setting again in Transylvania, was a couple of other things. In the end, it convinced me to, to back it. And it looks like it will be a good game. So I thought, I'll give it a try. Now, that's it. You are correct, Thomas, that usually... I am not into that kind of story. Um, but again, not nothing at all against because, you know, Harry Potter is one of the best selling series of all time. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys, you, you got you, you backed it as well, I Laura. It. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. I did just five seconds ago. Cool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're all backers. Um, also, at the time recording, I believe Siberia or Microids are going to release the second trailer for Siberia tomorrow. 
um, at the time recording. <laughs> so uh, we, we can't talk about scared. it. I'm scared I won't be able to play that game on my old PC. So I hope that Steam Deck comes in quicker than Q3. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Um, so uh, looking forward to, to that. Are they, are they only going to release that on PC or is it also going to be on consoles? Because I believe that consoles. might be something I mean, that I could get for Switch then. The previous three Siberia games are available on, I think, just about every console, including Switch, I think. Well, I might have to buy it on so, PlayStation or Switch then. Yeah. So again, no release date. There may be a release date in the trailer, but again, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the trailer. Um, so people will probably have checked it out by the time this episode goes out. Uh, so, okay. Well, that's that's the news. Shall we get to... Well, before we get to the reviews, uh, Thomas, you played a demo, correct? Mm. You played... A uh, game called Ejected Star. Uh, yes. So, uh, what are there many? Do you get ejected a lot in the games? Or are there many death what scenes the, or anything? What the hell does uh, that mean? Actually, are you, you ejected do, from the game? No, not ejected you not, in a moment. Not from concept. the game, but you do get ejected in the game. However, how that comes to be, uh, that would be spoiling things. Ejected Star. I um, was uh, made aware of this demo. Uh, it's a prologue, so it's the, it's basically the demo for the full game. I made a, I was made aware of this when I was uh, browsing the Adventure Games uh, subreddit, and uh, it looked really interesting. So I went to Steam, I downloaded the uh, the demo, and I played it. And I think I managed to uh, play it to finish it in uh, like an hour and a half or something. Mm. It wasn't a really long one, but it was very enjoyable. Uh, it looks great. It has a, a very good sense of humor um, without going overboard on the humor. Uh, it, it really gave me the um, yeah, Space Quest vibes, you know, the, the, mm. it, it, uh, okay. just way better graphics than, of course, the old Space Quest uh, games. Uh, not that I want to, uh, again, reach back to no. the, the games of, of yore, but uh, <laughs> it just that, that, that was just the, the feeling that I got like a, like a yeah. An old space quest game. You can, well, Frank, you don't play a janitor, but you do some things that would normally be done by a janitor in this uh, in this demo. And uh, mm. yeah, I, I had a I had a lot of fun with it, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing the the full game whenever that comes out. There's no release date yet. Uh, it is developed by Bradley Allen, and the publisher is Ejected Star Games. And I would it's uh, the demo is the prologue is free on Steam, so I would say uh, download it. Play it, and if you get stuck somewhere, just uh, let me know. There was one bit where I got a bit stuck, but nothing weird. There was no moon logic or anything. You just have to uh, pay Ooh. attention. So uh, check that out, Ejected Star on Steam. And are there many death scenes in it? Like in, you mentioned Space Quest. Uh, so the gameplay similar or? No, uh, you, I, I didn't die. And I don't okay. think I, I could die by accident. I mean, that that doesn't happen so much anymore in, uh, in adventure games, or at least and if you mm. die, you just get put put back mm. right before it's not like uh like you, you can you can save man- manually so that should make it already for you Sersha, contender for game of the <laughs> thank year thank you thank yeah. yes and uh, uh, for me it was uh, nice that you could uh, speed walk as well so uh, mm. <laughs> no, it, uh all kidding aside it uh, it's uh, it, it made a very good impression on me and you know how i am with demos if they make a good impression on me i'm very very them. likely to buy the game <laughs> yeah but that's Ooh. the whole point of demos isn't it i mean of course yeah yeah, um, usually they deliver. There are sometimes they don't exactly deliver, but yeah, that's a, that's a risky take, right? Cool. Uh, well, thanks for that, uh, Thomas. 
And so that's Ejected Star game like uh, Space Quest, but w- without the dash. <laughs> and the game that you enjoy, the demo that you enjoy by the sounds of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So now before we get to the reviews, just wanted to remind people that we are on Patreon. We are a very independent podcast. Uh, we pay for everything ourselves. Uh, but if you want to hear these episodes uh, before they come out uh, everywhere else, you can become a Patreon member. Uh, you can also get some extras, for example, extra interviews with developers, spoiler uh, interviews with developers about their games. So I spoke with James Dearden about the Techno Babylon, with developers of Interrogation, and several others. I also uploaded interviews that uh, we did at AdventureX the last time. Uh, VentureX was on, actually, which I believe was 2019, which sounds like a long yeah. time ago. Uh, pre-pandemic. That's it. So if you hear people in the background, that was pre-pandemic times. And uh, yeah, it would be uh, great if people could join us. Thank you to all the Patreon that we have there. And um, so you can check it out on patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. And, um, and yeah, we'd love to see you there. Uh, now let's get to the review. So, Laura, you... Uh, played uh, game. Now you also did an interview to developer. I interviewed the developer. I haven't got a chance to play the game yet, but you played Astrologaster. So um, yeah. t- tell us now, did you look at the stars and what did the stars tell you about this game? Stars told me it was a great game and I should play it. And I took their advice and I would agree with the stars. Hey. That's very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't believe we made yes. that kind of work, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I did put a lot, most of the legwork into that, but uh, we, yeah. we got there. Um, the so, yeah. disagree, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is by Nyam Yam. Uh, Nyam Yam, there you go, with an N. Uh, they're the developer and publisher. And uh, yeah, Astronicaster, it's basically, it's a sort of comedy interactive novel, I would describe it as. It's set in Shakespeare's London. And the whole concept is you play as this guy, Dr. Simon Foreman, who accidentally discovered um, a cure for the plague, for the Black Plague in London. Oh, nice. And he he was an astrologer. He wasn't a professional doctor, but he discovered that if you treated the fever of the Black Plague, it would draw out the plague and you'd be able to treat it. So loads of people started to come to him um, to you know, get be treated. And um, after the plague passed, he decided he would try um, and be a professional doctor. Now, the interesting thing about this, uh, the way I, the reason I'm talking about it the way I am is because this actually happened. This is an actual guy. Dr. Simon Foreman is, is a person who existed in real life in Shakespeare's London. He actually did this. And so what they've done is they based um, a whole game around his journals, which they discovered. And they go into great detail about the people he treats as he tries to become a doctor and tries to get um, recommendations so that he can become a professional doctor. Um, Now, obviously, there's a bit of dramatic license within the game. But what is interesting is that a lot of people that come to you and and you talk to uh, the characters in the game are real. And it's quite fun guessing who the characters are. Um, and what's going to happen to them. You can look up, um, you know, their sort of historical past and it might give you hints as to what you should say to them in the actual game. Mm. So it does rely on history a bit, which is really cool. And I actually learnt a lot about, I didn't know, I don't know loads about the Elizabethan times. Um, I know a bit about Shakespeare and um, you, you hear about Shakespeare in, in the game. Um, the way the gameplay actually works, like I said, it's like an interactive novel. It's sort of set out like a pop-up book. Very beautiful art, the way the art is drawn. And yeah, you I just basically, wanted to say that, that it's yeah, like it's, an interactive mm, pop-up book. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's how they sort of planned it. And it's sort of a bit like they're on a stage. There's the two characters there and you draw the mouse across, um, you slide it across to go to the the next page 
or the next scene of the game, basically. Um, so you play Dr. Simon Form and you have these uh, characters come to you and your sort of goal really is you need to get, I think it's eight letters of recommendation and then you'll become a real doctor. And to get these recommendations, you obviously have to tell, you have to look at the stars and um, tell your patients what you see and try and give them some medical advice based on that. So um, what's quite funny though is because of the sort of, it, it's very tongue in cheek and they, they sort of know the, the writing is excellent. I would say they know what they're doing and there's, there's a lot of fun to be had in giving some, sometimes giving the wrong suggestions and seeing their reactions. <laughs> That's very funny. But also there's a bit of, because you need these recommendations, you, you kind of sometimes have to say what they want you to hear, what they want to hear rather than what's actually happening. The characters are also, they're all voice acted, really well voice acted and really sort of lively cast. There's loads of different characters that you meet. There's this guy, Ricardo Ferraro, this Italian sort of Casanova who keeps coming to you with various sort of STDs and things like that that you need oh, to no. tell him what to do um and there's there's another lady who basically keeps um offing her old husband she keeps getting married to really old men and then saying um you know is there any chance he might be suffering he might suffer from a heart attack or anything like that and you have to consult the stars um, and to consult the stars, basically what happens is you, you're shown a sort of overview of the stars and you have to choose. It's normally about two or three, uh, between two or three options. There's A, B or C. And it, it won't tell you exactly what will happen as a consequence of you choosing that. But it might say something like, oh, this, if you choose this reading, it represents a change in the future. It, that might mean that this might happen um, and then they sort of, it, you interpret from that what, what's going to happen. So it, it is like you're actually doing an astrology reading. reading. Uh, it does mean, because it's an interactive novel, it's, it's, there's no sort of puzzle element or anything. Mm. It is literally discovering the story. But I don't think that really matters because the characters are so good and so funny. I mean, there's another one. There's a lady who keeps coming because she keeps making all her guests ill at dinner parties because she keeps using all these weird exotic foods that her husband brings back from abroad. Um, and one of them is clearly she's given them all marijuana, basically, and they're saying, oh, we were just all so hungry. It's just stuff like that where it's, it's very knowing and, and you know what's going on. And it's just like a really, really good sort of level of humour. And it, as I said, it's got a bit of historical basis as well. Apparently the real Dr. Simon Foreman was a bit of a madman because when I spoke to the developers, yeah, they, he was a bit of a rascal, really. He was getting up to all kinds of crazy things. So I think it, it kind of comes across in, in the um, game a bit, but um, they, I think they even held back from some of the crazy points that happened. Wow, they yeah. held back? <laughs> and it's a, it's a lengthy enough game. I mean, I'll just see how long it took me to finish, but I think it must have been over, I think it was over um, 10 hours it might have taken me. Yeah, just under. So it was it was nine hours it took me. To finish but it didn't feel rushed or it, di it didn't feel like too long it, it kind of made sense just there's right. sort of there's little yeah just right there was like little breaks where um you go to the royal college of physicians and you're, you know you're trying to plead your case so they they break it up into different sections um but yeah i just think you know really strong voice acting really really funny game just you know just the the, the writing is 
so on point. And if you want to learn a bit of history as well, it's got a bit of that. But you don't you don't need to to know anything about the game. You don't have to know anything about that time at all. It it, it doesn't add a lot. It adds maybe a little bit, but you can always like Google it. And mm. that's what I was doing because sometimes you'll get someone go to you. Oh, should I invest um, in this uh, expedition that Sir, Van- Sir Francis Drake is going on? And I'd be looking up like, what's going to happen in this expedition? Is it going to fail? Or is and, you know, so I can say, oh yes, invest or don't invest. So that that's kind of fun. But yeah, it's you know, it's it's fairly fairly long game. It's got a lot to it, and it's just a really clever concept, and it's really fascinating that it actually happened. This guy existed, and they they made this game about him. But yeah, definitely, if you want like a bit of a sort of more of a kind of fun, I know there's been a lot of kind of, um, we've got one of them coming up later as a review, a, a little bit more grim games, maybe a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. more. <laughs> if you want a break from all that, then I definitely suggest this. I'd, I'd say uh, try Astralagaster. Maybe we should have kept this review for the last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah because I think uh, some of the um, other games we're going to talk about are a little bit more grim, probably, yeah. as you mentioned. But that sounds fantastic. I mean, I you spoke to the developer a few weeks ago. I spoke to the developers it was last year or two years ago now, and yeah. I had a great time. And I've meant to play this game because it it looks fantastic and it looks, um, you know. And again, I love history and it's uh, comedy as well. So. Uh, comedic history game which, uh, yeah basically which Rare sounds like a lot concept. of fun and it's, yeah and it's gotten some great reviews um, on Steam and reading some reviews as well so delighted that you enjoyed it I'll have to check it out myself um, would you not consider googling uh, what actually happened as cheating or would that fit with the game so. <laughs> again I'm asking you because I didn't play it if it's but... part of the, the whole thing I mean yeah you're, okay. you're a fortune teller who actually knows what the for, what, the, what your future that's te- true futures <laughs> yeah and I would say it doesn't so um, even so I don't think you would know enough from it doesn't go play directly into what happens all the time so okay uh, as uh, it doesn't change what happened I mean it's all very accurate and it's amazing the amount of accuracy they did they lined up all the what the dates and the times exactly as to what they would have been and all the different encounters um so it is actually quite historically accurate in that sense that's what the developers told me um but yeah no i don't think so because i mean you might know that anyway it's history it's not like you know it's just something that it's an extra level of quite you know fun to to look up and you kind of know what's going to happen i would say Cool. This was uh, one of two demos that I didn't get to play on uh, Adventure yes. X 2009 oh. because there was always yeah there's always somebody time. there <laughs> yeah now this we, we was know why I guess it's uh, now I'm delighted you enjoyed it because I've been I, I think if I have this in my library one of the many games I have in my library and I'm sure once winter comes around I'll be able to uh, get around to hopefully <laughs> playing it. Uh, but thank you, Laura. That is Astrologaster, and the stars will probably tell people you should probably play this game. Uh, so, so now that's the fun part done. Now let's. I don't think it's going to be that grim as well. We shall see. Um, Thomas, you played a game called Nightbook, which I believe is another FMV, which is published by Wales Interactive, who published uh, the Complex. So. Uh, what is this game about and what did you think? This game is about an interpreter. She's French. She's married to a real estate developer who is uh, off somewhere in the Caribbean, I think. Um, and she is helping clients because she speaks. There's one specific language she speaks that almost nobody else speaks in the world. And it has to do with the island that her husband is developing some real estate on. 
and um, therefore she is in demand for certain clients to interpret uh, things. So she speaks English, French, probably some more languages, and this this native language. And this is the um, she lives in uh, in London with her dad, and her dad seems to be a bit going a bit mental, and he keeps on rambling about uh, wanting to protect her. And her dad used to work on the same island that her husband is now trying to develop some real estate. And as you can guess, things go wrong. You can take several, uh, several, you make, can make several choices. You can take several routes here, uh, but you always uh, come uh, be confronted with the same book. And that is a, a, a cursed book. And you somehow unleash something from that book. Oh no. And you have to, yeah, survive that literally. Uh, preferably with everybody else also surviving. And that is completely relying on the choices you make. And um, I enjoyed it quite a lot. My first playthrough, I died. (laughs) So that did not go very well. And the second playthrough, I think I got the best ending. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, There are quite a lot of endings. Um, there was there are 15 endings and there are a total of 223 scenes so replaying wow. this uh, gives oh, a lot gosh. yeah there's a lot of uh, yeah you can you can replay it a lot if you want to um i have i've nowhere gone nowhere near 15 endings yet uh, so i'm going to have to replay it a bit in the in the future uh, but i found it uh, quite uh, quite a nice uh, quite a nice game quite an entertaining game um, it is. It was made completely during the pandemic, um, so all the interactions you have in the game are through, yeah, for lack of a better word, Zoom calls. <laughs> uh, but it works. I thought. I thought it works, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And Wales Interactive is something something of a specialist when it comes to FMV mm. games. Uh, there are some familiar faces in the cast. They chose good actors, I think. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. In terms of replaying it, because this is always a bugbear of mine with sort of FMVs, um, can you skip the scenes that you've done again? Does it do all that? Yes. Does it, you can. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. Good, good. Yeah, that's good. That's, it's becoming a bugbear. I think there are different things. Like Manuel says, uh, fast walking. And now for Lauren, <laughs> well, for me as well, <laughs> uh, to skip scenes and when you replay that, that's a re- I really like that feature, actually. Um, well, you, it just makes sense, play. doesn't yeah. it? I mean, it's just, I it's, don't know why you wouldn't include it. It's yeah. surely not that it difficult obvious. to include. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I see one of the, uh, the main actor. Uh, she looks familiar. I believe she's probably been in one of the games. I mean, I can't remember where I saw her, but she looked very familiar. She does, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, I don't, um, one of the clients that you, uh, that you uh, interpret for, because there's a difference between interpreting something and translating something because as an interpreter you interpret what the what one of the people wants to say and you uh, say something like that back to the to the other person but as a as a translator you have to be very specific you have to exactly translate and interpreting is slightly different Mm. because you do not always have to be uh, completely um completely 100 percent correct in your translations as long as you uh can uh, uh, bring across the meaning, and that's actually something that is also mentioned in this uh, in this game. And there is one actor, and I'm quickly going to look him up because he immediately looks familiar. It, sa- it says here on scene that the actress is Julie Dre, who apparently was in Cyberpunk 2077, and Colin Salmon 
or yeah, Colin Salmon. I, Resident I, I, Evil and Mortal Engines. Yes, that's uh, that's where I know him from, and he was also in uh, in one of the Punisher movies and an Alien vs Predator. He's a he has wow. a very very oh, wow. familiar face. <laughs> so um, they did some interesting stuff there. Um, I thought apparently, according to the reviews on Steam, not everybody thinks that way. But I like uh, I like these kind of FMVs. I thought they nailed. The, uh, the the scariness the, the the spookiness of the of what's going on so I had I had fun with it cool yeah it's it's great that FMV games now that there's well, quite a few of them and uh, the acting at least is really good because before uh, when it first came out that the acting was mm. not great no uh, <laughs> that's because it wasn't taken seriously and now yeah it's, but it's even like they of... have but they had and I spoke about this with the directors or developers of Erica which is another FMV game which uh, I believe you also played Laura since then. Um, uh, I played oh, a bit, yeah. Okay, yeah. It yet, yeah. Um, and the, you know, Christopher Walken was in an area FMV game, and I believe the acting wasn't great there, and he's a fantastic actor. But now, yeah, it's um, John now, Hurt. I played one that that had John, John Hurt, Hurt in it, and he which, was the only thing bearable in that game. Yeah, so it's great to see that there are more FMV games that they are becoming more like. Uh, combination of movies and games and that have very high production values. So uh, Nightbook seems to be another one. So if you're a fan of these FMV games, like the Complex and Five uh, Dates and other uh, FMV games, then yeah, probably ch- check it out. How um, long did... Uh, uh, yes. Sorry, if you say how long did one playthrough take you? Yeah, it was under an hour. Under an hour. Okay. So uh, that's uh, easier to uh, to replay it because then obviously the second, third uh uh, consecutive playthroughs are shorter because you can skip scenes. So cool. Yeah. Well, I may check it out then, and probably at uh, at nighttime. Would you say it's better to play? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With uh, with headphones on, so you hear everything well. Uh, some candles uh, <laughs> lit up. Yes. Ooh, so, um, romantic. A, a pentagram or <laughs> on the floor to ward off that, that spirits. A, a spooky book like the Necronomicon somewhere near you, so you can. Call in your own. Uh, no, uh, I'll, uh, I'll just I'll just check in the closet to see if I have any of those things. <laughs> oh no no no! I uh, I moved it from the closet to your bedroom. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. It was well, it's better on in in that fancy uh, fancy uh, bookcase you have. Oh thank you. you I'll check you there then. I should. You shouldn't keep a beautiful leather-bound, written in blood book in the basement. Yeah, so those are the noises I hear at night time. Okay, um, that, that would explain it. it. Oh. That would that would explain it. So. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, thanks for that, Thomas. Uh, that is Nightbook, and it's available uh, at least on Steam, uh, probably other places as well, but uh, we got it on Steam anyway. So uh, next, Laura, I believe um, you uh, you have taken a uh, last stop. You have to get off at the last stop. <laughs> I mean, geez, I could tell you, by the way, Nightbook is, I think it's also on Switch and oh, uh, thank PS4 uh, and Xbox well, One. The proper proper journalist Laura who actually does let's, research. Let's call Googling. <laughs> Anyone can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. No, uh, sorry, uh, that uh, that cut across your terrible joke, didn't it? Uh, what a shame. I'll, I'll have to say it again. No. Oh no. <laughs> like no, you play, no, 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 no. You, you played a okay. game called The Last Stop. I'm really curious. I don't know what you think about this game yet. Mm. Um, so I have no idea what you're going to say. It's from a belief. <laughs> well, I'll let you talk about it. Thank um, you. Yeah, I, really did, I didn't even curious. know you played this game. You never mentioned yeah. it. Oh, so, Laura, sorry. over to you. <laughs> okay, I'll mention it now. Yes, last last up. So it's a single player 
third person uh, game. It's set in present day London, which was kind of cool for me because um, I live at least near London and I know London quite well. And it, there's not loads of games that are set in at least in present day London. Um, and it's very weird. It, it, it's got a supernatural twist, though. It's not what I would call your, your sort of everyday <laughs> occurrence in London. Um, it, it's basically uh, written, by the way, and developed by the people who uh, created Virginia. I don't know if you guys uh, know about I've that heard game. Of it, yeah. Yes, another game that I played, and that's what kind of interested me. And it's about it's uh, three characters basically. It's it's about um, three tales around these characters and who uh, they are interconnected in them in some way. They get more interconnected, but it, it's quite a supernatural tale. Um, the the first character is someone called Donna. She's um, a a student at school, and you follow her with her sort of big sister who's kind of trapping her life. Um, she she gets in this adventure with her friends. I don't know how much I want to give away here, but let's just say something super, very supernatural happens. They they run into a perhaps supernatural being, perhaps. Um, and their story is all about dealing with with that being and what, what are they going to do. Then there's um there's the second character you play is called John. He's this middle-aged single dad. He's he's got to look after his kid. Um he somehow ends up swapping bodies with um, his neighbor, Jack. And they're all stories about dealing with, they've swapped bodies and that how are they going to get back again? And uh, also who's going to look after the kid in the meantime? And their story is all about that. Uh, the third story is about someone called Mina, who's this um, quite cold professional lady. She's vying for this promotion in this quite secretive high-tech job in this high-tech career she has. It's not quite espionage, but it's similar. It's business espionage, I would say. And um, she, she basically um, wanted to get this job. She's vying with this colleague to get this job. And something is going on at the workplace as well that you, you kind of uncover as, as you continue. So it's a very strange um, concept for a game that there's all these different chapters. And basically how, how it works is um there's a type there's a sort of menu screen and it shows three the three characters sitting next to each other on a london underground tube train and you pick which character you want to go to next and do their chapter and when you've done all the chapter the first say chapter of each then you go into the second chapter and you pick them and you could do them in different orders it doesn't really matter um but you've got to do one set of chapters before you move on to the next one um as i said it's it's third person and um the way it's quite interesting how it works because it's got a fixed camera so you don't control um where you're looking around and the camera will move along as as you're going around it's it's quite cinematic in that way um sometimes it's confusing as to where the character is on the screen because mm. it could be that they've just come into shot and they're at the, right at the back of the of the scene and then they're walking along um and uh, it's all voice acted as well and a pretty well voice acted i would say i think everyone is quite believable um there's some quite funny moments with the characters and i think it all sort of makes sense in in terms of the voice actors but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it feels like a kind of weird doctor who film in in a way because of the sort of british setting and the supernaturalness but in a good way it definitely it goes up to 11 <laughs> in the last hour the last hour let me just say the last hour is batshit crazy <laughs> i was just like what on earth is happening here and in a good way but also in a like this is i'm <laughs> like fair hats off to the developers but just going way out there they totally go and it, it does work but you are a bit like i can't believe they've done this this is so strange <laughs> um so definitely i would say try and stick with it i would say 
there are some chapters that are not strong as others. Um, there's a really there's a fun bit where Jack, the the guy who swapped bodies with the other with the single middle aged single dad, um, they're they're basically running through uh, everything that he's got to do to say to um, his work colleagues to pretend that he is this person who obviously he doesn't really know anything about. And the way they sort of set that scene up is really cool. Um, it's it feels very cinematic. It feels like almost like the Italian job, like it's really quick edits mm. and sort of really well done. So it does make it feel like you're in a movie. And so I think when they do things like that, they, they make it feel quite fast moving. It's really interesting. There are other times when the dialogue drags a little bit. I would say, I think Mina's, although it, again, it goes to weird places, Mina's <laughs> um, chapter, Mina's section is a little bit more boring compared to the others. Um, but maybe just because she's such a cold character, it's quite hard to relate to her a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's just a strange, strange game, but I, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, it's got great, it's, the soundtrack's performed by the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, and I thought they did a really good job in sort of bringing that to life. The, the setting itself in London, although... It, it looks incredibly like London. If you looked at that straight away, you'd be like, okay, that's where that is. Cause it's got the red buses. It's got the signage. Everything isn't as it would be in London. So all the signs are different and they've done, you know, there's a lot of shops. We've got like names with puns and things like that, but they're not actual shops. I think there are a couple of place mm. names that are true, but even all the tube stops they've changed, but they do sound as if they're like real tube stops. Um, so they clearly know London. I think, I don't know if they're based in London or if they just know London quite well. Cause I was like, okay, yeah, they, they kind of know what they're, it's not like, I don't know if you ever played the getaway, which is an old. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that takes me. Wow, yeah, that's a long time ago. I know, right? Uh, I don't know when that came out, but what I mean, Back that and Charlie, was, sorry, yeah, that was like, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that did a very good job of actually mapping London. This doesn't do that; it just takes mm. the essence of London, and you do you do move about. It's not like I said; it's not like you're um, sort of fixed there and, and you're just um, tapping dialogue. You move about freely in the game. It's just the camera that's fixed, and when you go into the next scene, it will then go in different angle, just to give that sort of um, more filmic feel uh i really liked it. it it does have some flaws i wouldn't say it's perfect it's, it's obviously it's it's publisher is annapurna interactive who are big publishers Ooh, yes. of big indie games and they know quality when they see it and i would say they've definitely put a lot of uh money and time and effort into this game to, to uh really bring it up a level i would say um but i yeah i i think it, it's a fun game to play it is quite long. It was about six six hours. Okay. But, you know, when yeah. there's quite a lot of chapters there and, and then there's one huge big chapter at the end, uh, which goes crazy. Um, <laughs> I would say for those six hours, it, it is worth it. There's a high caliber voice acting. And um, yeah, if you'd like the kind of, I don't know if you, I remember when we played that FMV, what was it? Um, Dark Side of the Moon. And that also went quite mad. And <laughs> was, was a That's kind of weird. I was thinking scene. of, yes. Yeah. It's I've, like yes. that, but if it was, um, you know, 3D and maybe a slightly high cal better caliber of story. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think it's a bit daft, but uh, I liked it. <laughs> That's why I would say. You're selling well, me so on is this. Doctor Who, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're actually selling me on this because, uh, you know, there are times when I, when I like it when developers, when writers just, uh, you know, take risks. Uh, times as well so this sounds like something that i might be interested in and virginia i still haven't played virginia virginia is even weirder <laughs> that game i was like i finished that and i was like i don't know what's happened um but this i at least knew what happened i would say by the way in terms of like the gameplay mechanics there aren't really 
there's no puzzles or anything. It's more about choose, you choose dialogue options. And I don't think they change a big amount of the game. I don't think there's sort of different endings or anything like that. But it, it's all about, you know, either, you're either walking about, you're discovering the story or you're, you're choosing dialogue options and they're kind of timed. You have to decide quickly what you're going to pick. So it's a typical, a bit like Walking Dead or any, any of those kind of games. Okay. Okay, well, those those are games I really like. So yeah, that is uh, last stop, and uh, it's uh, you play. Well, you got it on Steam, I believe. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah both of our games, but um, but yeah, cool. Well, I've just added to my cart now. <laughs> I'm really curious nice. about it. Um, I'll say but- as well. I think it's a, again, it's a PS5. You can get it PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, all those all those things. Cool. Well, thank you, Laura. That is the last stop. And now, finally, uh, the final game we're going to review is uh, Thomas and I played a game, the latest game from developed by Wormwood Studios, developers of Primordia, and published by Wajidai Games, of course. I'm sure people know who that is from Dave Gilbert, who made the Blackwell series on Avowed and Techno Babylon. Well, he published that game and many others. Um, and so this is the latest uh, Wajidai game. Uh, Strangeland, and if ever there was a title that was very apt, it is this game, uh, because it is set in a land which is very weird. It's <laughs> so you play you play as a character as a man, and you wake up, and you, you are in this very weird, very creepy carnival, and the sign points down, and it says to Strangeland, and you wake up in a straitjacket. So you walk down. And then you see this big door with the face of a clown that tells some really kind of morbid jokes, quote unquote. And then you go in and then you see a woman who falls down a well and you try and save her. Then you try and find out, okay, who is this woman? What happened to her? And how can you save her if you can save her? Uh, I don't want to give too much more away because you you learn more, you piece together more what's happening as you play the game. Uh, no, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. That's the idea, at least. There's also something called the dark thing that uh, appears in, in the game and that um, you have to try and figure out what that is and then maybe stop it. So, uh, first of all, it looks it looks really nice. Again, the visuals are very kind of surreal. It's very, it, first of all, it's very different to any other Wajidai game. It's not a quote-unquote typical, if there is such a thing, Wajidai game. It's more closer to games like Sanitarium, uh, which I played and I really enjoyed. And I haven't played it, but I've heard it compared to uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Um, and so it, it does look very distinct. It does look really nice. And the visuals are very distinctive. Uh, it's uh, The voice acting is really good as well. It's from Wajidai. Dave Gilbert, I believe, uh, was over the voice acting. The main voice actor, I believe, is Abe Goldfarb, who has been in Broadway and he was in, I believe, all of uh, What Should I Games. He was a ghost in the Blackwell series, uh, Joey, I believe, and Unavowed as well. So the voice acting all around was really good. The music is also really good. Again, really creepy as well. It's a very well-designed game. It's uh, not open world, but at first it is a bit non-linear that you can, try, you can go different places. And if you are... You know, if you're stuck on one puzzle, you can then go, you know, travel around and, you know, solve another one. Although usually mainly the puzzles aren't that difficult. They do make sense in this surreal world. Uh, apart the world from one or two. Sense. Exactly. <laughs> and 
Now, that's the sort of puzzles are, you know, mostly logical. There is a hint system, which I quite like, that you can make a phone call. And you can, instead of losing points, you get insulted. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, um, and I'm not going to spoil too much about that because it's a lot of fun. Um, but, you, you know, I went to get a hint right at the very beginning just to try it out. And uh, character said, just walk around, you know, we're already looking for a hint. Um, <laughs> and, and along those. So, so it, it, there is some humor in there as well, some very dark humor. Uh, now, the thing is that there were people who were really emotionally affected by this game uh and in a good way or what yes, in a good way in, okay. in a good way that's it it affected them now it does deal with you know sensitive topics uh again i won't go into too much detail about them mainly because i didn't really get the topic for the first time i played it it's okay. uh, there are a lot of symbols and metaphors and references and i am replaying the game on commentary and annotation mode and it is very interesting um in some of the dialogue uh, it just comes up with annotations that explains where it comes from, what it's referencing. And then there's commentary from the developers who talk about the background to the game and the meanings of the game. Uh, one curious thing that the main developer said, is, the lead developer said, is that he tried to hit a sweet spot with the symbols and the references. He didn't want to make them too obscure or too kind of obvious. So he said he thinks he hit a sweet spot. I have to say, for me personally, they were a little bit where they were very obscure. Okay. I, okay. I, now, again, a lot of this might be me because I was playing the game and I have been very tired lately. So I'm guessing that might be one of the reasons other people did get them. I have to say I was confused for a lot of the game that I was okay. going around. I was like, okay, what is happening here? Uh, now, replaying it, I am noticing now, oh, this is what it means. And the, the developers are clearly very intelligent people because they quote from different texts and from North Nordic kind of history and different things. Uh, I didn't get many of the references. That might say more about me than anything else. So for that reason, it didn't really emotionally affect me because I was kind of confused for a lot of the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> now, looking back and playing it again and playing on counter, and I do see, oh, this is a clever reference section. And again, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything um, for anybody who wants to play the game. Uh, but I, just talking with Thomas, uh, did, did you understand really what was going on, Thomas? <laughs> or is it just me? I think you might have understood more than me. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I definitely did not get a lot of the references. Uh, but I did get the general gist of the game and I did get mm. the feeling of the game. And I actually, even though it was completely bonkers, <laughs> and by completely bonkers, I mean completely batshit crazy. Okay. <laughs> another uh, game, another one of those games. Yeah. <laughs> It was it it was like that in a very good way. Mm. Um, I loved the artwork. I loved the the voice acting. And usually, I'm not that. Uh, uh, I, voice acting is usually a blind spot for me because I always forget about if, if something was voice acted or not. In this case, it really stuck by me. And I loved how the balance in the in the puzzles was was done very well because. Uh, even when I got stuck, um, I'm, I, I either got a hint from the hint line or I managed to figure it out eventually myself. Or I accidentally, that also happened once, uh, one of the puzzles I accidentally solved at the hardest difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I know which one. Yeah. Well, th without giving anything specific, it's a kind of like an, it can be an arcade sequence or you can resolve it in a puzzly way, which I resolved in a puzzly way. <laughs> but uh, I like that, that you had different uh, solutions. 
Well, I tried to resolve it in a puzzly way, but I ended up resolving it in the arcade way by just accidentally doing, <laughs> doing it fast enough. And that was by no means my intention because usually I'm very bad at this kind of stuff. So I'm actually glad that uh, I'm, I'm mm. proud of that achievement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really dug it. Uh, it was, it was weird. It was wonderful. Uh, the art is fantastic. Mm. Um, I you also not- die a lot in this game. Yes, but that's 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 <laughs> part, part of the, of the whole story. Yeah, that's mm. part of the whole. Uh, you, you are then respawned back to the place, but the world is relatively small. I mean, let me put it take. like this: you cannot finish this game without dying. Yeah, <laughs> and you die a lot of times. And that that weird clown, uh, when, you, <laughs> when you die, you 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 start back at the at the point that you spawned, um, uh, and then you walk back, and you get back at the circus uh, circus tent, and there's again this clown. And uh, at one point, you die so many times that the clown just doesn't say anything anymore. He stops telling jokes. Yeah, it's just, I'm done. You again, I'm done. <laughs> now, if, if, if you think my jokes are bad, I don't know if anybody would think that, but yeah. this, this guy, <laughs> take your time, Laura. No, no. <laughs> well, oh. this, this clown's this jokes, they're particularly bad. I'm quite oh. morbid. Now, if you play, well, I'm replaying the commentary mode and there's a reason for that as well, that there's a whole reason, which I did not get the first time I played. But <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it overall. I have to say, I think with their previous game, Primordia, I prefer the story in that game. I really dug that story and that world that they had and this world as well. But then Strangeland, I think overall is a better design game. I think the puzzles are better, the world maybe a bit better so overall there are improved the visual style might be a bit better but the story affected me more in Primordia so I know they're both still great games I'd still recommend it uh, two games Primordia and Strangeland uh, but yeah for me I would have liked it's just a little bit clearer without having to play it in commentary or annotations just to see what is going on again that might be mainly me I do need to stress that um but it has worked with a lot of people, including with you know myself and Thomas, but people who said it's their favorite game of the year and it's another uh, hit from Wajidai Games that it really you know, kind of spoke to them uh, on an emotional level. So clearly it's a very personal game from the developers and the developer then talks about you know, why he made this game and how it's personal, which is really nice. Now, when I'm replaying the commentary mode, it's nearly twice as long because I'm replaying the game itself. So even though I know the solutions, listening to the commentary, it's just making the game longer. It's still interesting, but just let people know it'll probably be nearly twice the length the second time I play with commentary mode. But it's a really nice option to have uh, and the annotation mode. The annotation is really interesting as well. I'm learning a lot as I play the game and it is interesting. So, uh, so yeah, so I, for me, as I said, I, it wouldn't be my top uh, Wajidai game. I don't think it's as good as say Primordia or Techno Babylon or Unavowed, uh, but it's still good. It's still, uh, it, it's still, I'd still recommend it. And I presume you would as well, Thomas. Oh, I definitely recommend <laughs> it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a great game. It really is a great game. It took me uh, about four and a half hours to finish it. Yeah. Myself, without, without, mm really getting stuck anywhere so uh, I, I kind of uh, yeah I really enjoyed it and it's something like you've probably never played before <laughs> hmm. I mean it's unless you play maybe Sanitarium or um, I have no matter what I, I must say as well one cool thing is it's kind of like a creepy surreal horror game but there's no real blood in it there's no real gore in it um, okay. it's just more kind of like surreal more so than anything else um, and so it's not like 
the twilight zone or is it that kind, kind of, of yeah yeah kind of like kind of like trying to figure out okay what is going on something weird going on more like a lovecraftian dream world okay Ooh. yeah so so yeah that is uh that is strange land and that is available on steam and gog and uh consoles it could be i know the watch or die games are able to now get games on switch on events available on switch so hopefully this game will be as well very soon um were, were you happy with the ending i'll just say what, what were your thoughts both because it yeah. sounds like it's one of those games that could go either way maybe with with its ending what did you guys think of it both the ending fit the entire story yeah okay. I, I would say i mean as i said i personally would have liked the whole story to be a little bit clearer but not just you know at the end i think the ending was fine but just the whole story again yeah. that's just for me personally <laughs> because a lot of people and like thomas as well they they really, really enjoyed it. I think the ending was, was good. Yeah, there again you there have three, different there choices. are three yeah. endings. You don't have to replay the entire game to no. see all the endings. It's just a matter of picking a different choice at the end. Um okay. which is fine. Yeah, uh, which is good. I uh, I I felt um I felt like I experienced um something special. I must say mm. that this was a, a game Whoa. unlike any other game I have played. Uh, so I felt like this was um, in, in that way, even though it was sometimes a bit hard to understand what exactly was going on. I mm. still found it very, uh, very enjoyable and very unique. Wow. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you, Thomas. Yeah, it took me uh, about four and a half hours now replaying it. And okay. already it's taken me nine and nine and a half hours altogether. And I'm still only about two thirds of the way through <laughs> the second time. So the commentary mode will make it longer, but it's well worth it. I think the commentary annotation mode, uh, really, really appreciate the developers adding those modes, uh, because it did help me personally understand the game and enjoy the game, uh, more so as well. So, um, yeah, so, uh, it is, that is the reviews. Now, actually, we're going to have something new uh, this time. Before we get to the news section to finish off, Laura, you played, now very, very briefly, because I spoke about this game yeah. in depth, <laughs> in detail last week. I still haven't gone around to finishing it off with all the other endings. Same, um, yeah. But, but you played the Forgotten City as well. And yeah. I'm just very curious to know, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it is, um, we should say, you can hear Shosha's like full mm, review in yeah. the previous More episode. Um, it's, it's basically Groundhog Day in ancient Rome. That's kind of how, how I would describe it. And yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I love how all the quests, so I've done two out of four endings. I'm not going to give any away. Yeah, I've done one. Uh, Oh, okay. Is it was it the canon ending? Can I ask? Or I don't. I think it was the second okay. ending. I think I know which. Yeah, I've done that. Which one, yeah. came very suddenly for me. I didn't expect yes, it to end. I bet it did. Yeah, I really loved it. It did. It did have that Skyrim feel because obviously it was a Skyrim mod uh, with all the different quests that you have to do. But I like that they all connect together and they come together to again form quite a strange ending. The canon ending is quite bizarre, but good. Yeah, I've really liked it. Um, and it, yeah, just amazing that three people have, have yeah. made that game. It's yeah. astonishing. Yeah, and it all really fits good. together. It all works together, and um, yeah, great writing. Old, yes, again, I learned a lot about sort of ancient Greece and, and Romans, um, which mm. I, which I thought was really interesting, and just very clever. Lots of little twists and turns that are really interesting to find out about, and just lots of different bits you've got to explore the city and really get to know everything until you can finally work out what's going on. I think they did that really well. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. 
Yeah, did uh, kind of uh, virtual, not virtual theater, but you know how the characters were walking around. Yeah. Did that, did that bother you at all, or did you mind it? Yes. Like it? So I would say but- the one thing I did find a bit annoying is sometimes when they have their conversations, and you have to wait until they've had the conversations before you can speak to them. And sometimes they were having that one conversation like over and over oh, again. Really? Oh, I didn't if notice you, that. If you so. went away, and then they would do it again because obviously they're expecting you to hear the conversation and then speak. But it was a bit like, okay, I've heard this conversation a lot. And you can't skip them doing those interactions. You have to wait for them to finish. So that bit I did find a bit. I did find it cool that all these characters are doing different actions and conversations. Because there was a bit I just stumbled in on a a conversation these two characters were having. And they would have been having that if I wasn't there. Exactly, yeah. That's what I... Which is obviously that's virtual theatre. But um, yeah, I just feel like it would have been good if there was a way to like, if I wanted to speak to someone, I could just interrupt them and say, oh, sorry, but can I... Because Mm. you've just got to sit there. And if you because it's a time loop game, you'll have heard that conversation quite a few times. um, And you'd be like, okay, I really don't need to hear them say this again. That's the only thing I didn't like. Mm. But the rest of it, I mean, you can forgive them that because it's such a... The way uh, it's built is great. But it's got the fantastic reviews all across yeah. the border. It's got it was called, I believe, by Game Informer a narrative masterpiece. And wow. not nine out of ten, a lot of places, eight out of ten. So it's not there just us uh, that likes it. As I said, I absolutely loved it. We'll have to get back to it. But anyway, you can listen to my review of the Forgotten City on um, last on uh, the last episode. Uh okay, so now to finish off this uh this episode, something new that we tried. We Put it up to our Discord uh, people, our lovely people at Discord, uh, if they had any questions for us. And it turns out they do. <laughs> uh, so just anything, really, that uh, people asked us. And uh, so we have got some uh, questions. Uh, Thomas, would you like to read out the first question? that if you have it there. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to point out that oh. uh, we had more questions than we, yes. than we wanted oh, yes. to handle this time. For so time. We, we moved yeah. several questions to the next episode. Oh, so yeah. yeah. We, we haven't Don't worry. We're going to mention gonna, that, yes. answer all of them, but we're going to stick <laughs> to the to the ones we have here now. So the first question is uh, is asked by I'm Finished, and that is, how do you feel about safes coming? I had to mm. check what that was. I didn't know what, what it was. but I, What is it? <laughs> Uh, do you know, Laura? Do you? Have, yeah, uh, so yes, clearly so. he didn't check enough, did he? I, so, oh, I did. Just want to because I don't know if I yeah, can explain it. Of well. course. Oh, you want me to explain it though, right? Yeah. So <laughs> saves coming is basically like if you're you're at a point where you think you might die, and and you you save the game so you could go back to that point. So it's saving a lot yeah. of times. I, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of times. So like you do one action, you save. You do another action, you save, and it's like a lot of saves basically because you know you don't want to have to go back and do a lot uh, and do it yeah. ever again. I well, I personally do that a lot whenever a game, <laughs> whenever you can manually save, because these days a lot of games or few games don't do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you guys feel. I personally think it's. Uh, I mean, because I see, I don't like repeating over and over again. I don't like the frustration element of games, like you know, when you, if you play platformers where you have to do the same thing over again, or if you die and you go back to the beginning of the level. Um, or, oh, yeah, that's why I, we haven't finished uh, It Takes Two yet. Oh, have oh. you not, guys? Oh, uh, well, no. t- time as well. But I don't like that about games in general. So if you can save, and yeah, before... Uh, I mean, in adventure games, it's not usually... It's not, you don't usually die in them. But yes, I, I mean, I played a lot. school chair game? I was, was going to yes. say, like, there's loads of games you, you die, but old ones, yeah. Well, old ones, yes. I mean, yeah. newer adventure games, the last 20 years, we can say, uh, you don't usually die in adventure games. But Sierra, which is a whole other topic. Um, yeah, you said, I mean, the whole thing was save often, save, save early. Was it? Well, save early, save often. 
because yeah. um, so personally, I I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, but, yeah, I think some people, and it depends on the game, really. See it as yeah, maybe it depends che- on the game. Yeah, it really depends. I think it's different for adventure games, but some people would see it as cheating because it means that you're waiting until you get the result you want. So, for example, maybe in something like Disco Elysium, uh, yes. I've, for- I've forgotten how the save system works on Disco Elysium. It's manual save manual as well. Saves. Yeah, so yeah. if you kept saving until you got the result you wanted, and that's kind of, I think, what I'm finished is getting at. Is that cheating, or how do you feel about that? I personally would do it a little bit in something at Disco Elysium if I'm really wanting a result and I'm like, oh, come on. But I genuinely wouldn't do it that much. But I don't think I don't have a problem with people doing it because that's a huge game, you know, and you yeah. know, if you want to do that all the time, fine. That's, it's your game. Play it. Play it yeah, exactly. As long as it doesn't affect <laughs> other people. Like, yeah. Um, but Thomas, you, you did that quite a lot. Oh, yeah I, I yeah, did yeah, that. yeah. I wanted to know. I wanted to find out everything. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I feel that uh, I always save when I, if, if I have the possibility of saving, of course, I always save whenever I think something dangerous might happen and I yeah. might want to replay something. Or uh, if I, uh, if I know I need to save, if I don't get the result I want, uh, I don't think that is cheating. No. Um, no. I also uh, sometimes save like, uh, for instance, I saved in Strangeland at the end. So I could try out mm. all the different choices and the different endings. And I I did that quite a lot with Forgotten City as yeah, well. Yeah, as well, yes. Which you have to, because otherwise, you know, you you would have to go back and replay. And it's quite, you know, you hear the same conversations. So, yeah. I'm also glad I did that for um, Call of the Sea, for instance, mm. where I saved it right before the end, where you have to make a choice that decides what ending you get. Now, I, I, I made that, I saved it, made the choice, and went back, made a different choice. I just wanted to see the whole uh that all the endings without having to replay the entire game of course um and the same some games i've played but for instance um a game like desperados which is of course not uh, not an adventure game or XCOM, i've i've been my finger has been glued to the f5 quick save button because that's part of the whole gameplay you quit you you save and if it doesn't go the way you want it to you load and then once it goes the way you want it to you save again you're constantly quick lo- quick loading and quick saving in games like that because it's just part how the game is played. Sure. Unless unless you want to be a really badass gamer and do everything in one go, you have these people and they probably get millions of watches on their streams, but I am not one of those. <laughs> I need the save button. Yeah. There, there is a way around this from developers, which I think is okay as well because Whispers of a Machine... Auto-save? Uh, yeah, it was autosave and Cloudpunk, Whispers of a Machine, and Heaven's Vault. I believe it's saved automatically when you quit the game. So there's one save slot, and so and in those games, I believe there you, there's a lot of choices. So you don't save before a choice, and then or different save slots, and if you don't like the choice, you go back. Now you have to stick with the choice, but yeah. you can still save the game. So when you quit the game, you don't have to go back and replay large sections of the game because of just autosave. And I won't go into that. But I really liked how those games did that, uh, that you still go with your choices. And so you can't do save scumming, but you can still save your progress. So you can't really go back, you know, with different save slots. Um, So that might be a way around it for developers. uh, If they want to avoid players doing that. I mean, but as we said, if people can play whatever way they want, as long as, you know, it doesn't 
affect how other people play, like in a multiplayer game or something. But um, but yeah, so thank you. I'm finished. I hope we answered that. Yeah. Uh, next uh, question, uh, Laura, would you like to read out the next? Yeah. So thank you very much, Scott from The Gaming Outsider, uh, who gave us this very interesting question. This is and a he, tough he one. also uh, appeared on this podcast uh, a few times. And obviously, the gaming outside a great exactly. podcast. Exactly, very uh, good, very good podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a great question. Um, if you could go on a road trip with any three characters from any game, which three would you choose and why? Um, tough question. Yeah, because these aren't just my favorite characters. Because some of my favorite characters might be really annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this person. I was like, oh, actually, on a car trip, that'd be like really yeah. frustrating. So, have you any got any character. thoughts then, Shawshere, or? Uh, at uh, least one or two, if not three. Yeah, I was, I was thinking actually because I was trying to give different answers. You know, I don't want to give the typical answers like "Oh, Guybrush Treepwood" or you know, typical yeah. typical answers that people might give. So, trying to think of, try, I was looking through the games that I've played this year because there's a lot and I forget. And then I was trying to think of the characters in those games. So, um, because you know, I was also thinking, you know, like "Oh, Metal Gear Solid," but then would you really want to go on a road trip with Solid Snake? I would be no. grunt, grunting at you. <laughs> it would be very annoying. Um, I was thinking. Um, just to go out uh, outfield, I'm trying to remember these games, but uh, Frog Detective might be fun because he's like a positive yeah, person. He's quite cute, isn't he's he? He's really yeah. cute. I think just going <laughs> on a road trip with him might be really nice. Now, it might be too sarcastic for me, but Joey from Beneath the Steel Sky and Beyond the Steel Sky, you'd have a bit of fun, a bit of banter with him. Now, you might yeah. get annoyed with him, like if he keeps insulting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that might be fun. And... Um, uh, also, then someone a bit different with someone who might have interesting experiences is uh, Nora from Call of the Sea. Ooh, um, okay. So, so she can now, I don't want to give any spoilers about the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> possible, but certainly, you know, if uh, she could, just to get to hear about her experiences on that island, because, you know, I love uh, the setting of that game and I love that character. You know, she's a really can do uh, attitude. Um, and I think it'd be just fascinating to hear her experiences on that island and then other things that happen in the game, uh, mm. I think would be really interesting. And then I know it said three, but I'm going to choose two more. Yeah, okay. No, oh, the, wow. The two, two more. This is a busy car. Yeah. It's uh, the two main characters of Dark Side Detective, uh, Dooley and nice. um, I can't remember the, the name of the main char- character. But yeah, I think the, the two of them, because the banter between the two of them, they're good natured banter. I think I'd have a lot of fun with those two characters. Uh, on a road trip mm. so yeah those would be my characters and if you guys have thought about anything or thomas have you thought of any characters from any games you've played that you would like to go on a road trip if there are any yes <laughs> yes okay uh, um well i would like to have uh, kim from um this coalition oh yes, yes. Oh, he's a really well. yes. cool character he'll keep you in a straight That's and narrow really hopefully one. and he's very funny I'm, as well I'm, I'm, um, he would be funny. He's, he's a smart guy, so there mm. would be enough uh, stuff to talk about. I would go for Clam Man. Yeah, I was thinking the cool. same. Because he is just a very cool dude, very down to earth, and weird things happen to him. So <laughs> that would mean that we would get into lots of adventures. Okay. And I wanted to get one in from an old school uh, adventure mm. game. I was first leaning towards Murray the Talking Skull. Yes. But... I was thinking of that. Yes. <laughs> I was oh, thinking of he, he can be my uh, my fourth yes. guest then, but I wanted to go with Grace Nikam- Nak- Nakimura from the yes. Gabriel Knight series because she is 
a very intelligent young lady, very well read and quite gorgeous too. So that's <laughs> nice. a, a win in all uh, situations. Uh, and uh, if I would add a fifth, I probably would add Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> yes. Because wherever he goes, there are always beautiful women around. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would add as well uh, Nicole Collard from Broken Sword. Yeah, um, yeah, you're just adding loads. You've got I know, six I know, this, I know. Anyway, so Tersha, Laura, I've seen your car. Five yeah, is all say. that fits. Ah. I mean, you could probably add more, like another seat or something at the back or something, or at the, <laughs> the front. Trunk. Larry could be in the trunk. <laughs> uh, so, Laura, have you? Yeah, there any kind of we I haven't do. mentioned? Well, if we're adding loads, I mean, in one car, <laughs> I would love to have the uh, the barbershop trio, the pirates in Curse of Monkey ah, Island. Yes, a pirate. I was meant to the be. Two bees, the sea. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun because I thought they they'd be like singing all the way in the car. You'd be able, you'd have a lot of fun. Except absolutely, you knew yes, you could end yes. it if you were like, well, we'd all catch scurvy if we didn't have an orange, <laughs> and then you could end it quickly. Um, so that would be in one car. And then I was trying to think of uh, who else. I mean, probably um, I actually think Veronica Villancy from Overboard would be great fun if she didn't kill you. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna say that. I mean, but, like, she's a, she was like a great character, and she was really like I, I think she'd be great. She's a fantastic a character. Yeah, yeah. As long as she didn't, doesn't poison probably, you or something. Yeah, it doesn't poison you. But, you know, <laughs> if you just wanted to have a bit of a laugh with her, I think she'd you'd go on, out in the town with her. I also think uh, Max from Sam and Max. Um, I'm going to say Sam funny. and Max. Yeah, maybe as a duo. Yeah, maybe you'd need <laughs> Sam, wouldn't you, to like keep him on the straight and narrow? Yeah. Because uh, if it was just Max, he might go crazy. Maybe in that small confined space of a car, you might be like, "Oh, this is too much." Um, but I think those those would be my my group. I mean, if we're talking about you know good looking people, maybe Nathan Drake. That'd be quite nice as well. Yes. Mm. Oh, mm, you I, like that, Shosha? <laughs> no, I mean, not, I mean, not because it's good. he is good, not not the reason, but he'd have other but, fascinating. Um, yes, he'd have well, interesting La- stories to tell, I mean, and he'd Lara also. Croft. If, yeah. if we if we go that way, I I'll, uh, I want I want Ellie from The Last of Us because then she can see the world how it was before. Oh, uh, it all that's cool. Shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because she's never seen it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not Joel. Uh, <laughs> he'd be a bit. Saying I know. That. <laughs> he'd be a bit miserable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, oh. But also, um, what about uh, Max from Life is Strange? Because she's a nice character. Well, the way I played her, she she'd is, be you know, quiet in the car, wouldn't she? That's true. She that is true. So yeah, that's good. Maybe really... to, that's to, <laughs> that's to counterbalance the other Max. <laughs> yeah, maybe the two Maxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but fantastic question. I love yeah, that really question from from Scott. So thank you, Scott, from the Gaming Outsider. And again. Genuinely, I do listen to that podcast every single week. Um, from the and sometimes Thomas appears as well. If you, yeah, he does. We should if, say, yeah. If you don't have a, that's if you don't have enough of Thomas on this podcast, you can listen to a little bit of him sometimes on that podcast. But it is genuinely, I love the interaction between those three. Well, four now people are listeners join them. Uh, it's a you know they talk about games in general, so I'd really recommend people listen to the Gaming Outsider as well if you. Uh, can uh, so thank you, Scott from the Gaming Outsider. And um, the last question from Kieran, good old Kieran, good f- friend of ours, yes, uh, and Patreon subscriber as well. And he's very uh, active with us. Uh, he asked, "What is a game that really spoke to you and meant something?" And this is uh, an interesting question because I was trying to think about this. Thomas, mm. you you mentioned you know Strange Land, uh, which a lot of people would answer as as well. Uh, but uh, now, before we get back to Thomas, Laura, do you have any game at all? Um, I think, think actually the game Gone Home. I think that's yes. I 
it was a really well told game. It spoke to me through the way the story it told about. I mean, actually, I, I won't give away yeah. the story. But just <laughs> Even though it's only ten years, but yeah, the story. Yeah, no. What time? When do you stop like <laughs> feeling fine about giving away the plot if it's ten years ago? But yeah, I remember playing that and just being like, God, that really. It was quite emotional, actually, the ending, and I. It, it just. I thought it was so well told. I really connected with the characters. It really kind of mm. spoke to me, and yeah, I just really thought that that game was was, was uh, great and it just I think maybe because you could play it all in one setting as well that really helps just because you was you sat down you played it I was totally expecting a sort of horror game mm. and it doesn't quite go that way I found that game incredibly surprising as well mm. surprising and beautiful and yeah that was uh, was a very yeah. meaningful meaningful game I, I totally agree sure, there. Sure. Do you have anything? I have a few, actually. <laughs> I have what a surprise. <laughs> well, more old school games. So I guess these are games that are probably more, maybe more emotional. So two uh, old school games, The Longest Journey and Siberia. Uh, they are two games, yeah, that I could say make me cry, especially when I first played them and played The Longest Journey in Siberia. I was very young, I was still a teenager. And I think especially The Longest Journey because make, April Ryan is also a teenager now. She has quite different experiences to me that she had in a game. I don't think any of us will ever have, but it's such a personal game as well. And I, I really identified with that character that it was, uh, you know, a main character. And I think at the time it was, it, it was unique that it was like a female character, but that, you know, her looks wasn't, weren't the main thing. Like say Lara Croft, uh, this was a, "Quote unquote normal person who could be your next door neighbor, your best friend, your sister, and uh, and that really and again the ending, um, I was really nearly in tears. I was like, oh my god, mm. um, and again I know it's an old game. I don't want to give any spoilers. Um, and similar with with Siberia, again no spoilers, even though the ending is quite famous now. Um, but just that ending as well. That you're kind of I think it's uh, it's a perfect ending as well. Even if the, if Siberia had ended there and then, it's kind of like yeah, it would have been a cliffhanger, but a vote would have been a perfect ending as well. That left to our imagination what happened, and you're really rooting for her as well. Everything that happens to Kate Walker. Um, again, I'd love to speak about it in detail. Yeah. I might some <laughs> at some point, but yeah. it's maybe we'll have uh, to do a spoiler special on uh, Siberia. Yeah, because I, I am replaying the games, and once I know the release date, I want to replay. So I, I replayed Siberia one a few one month ago now, and I want to replay Siberia two and then play Siberia three before Siberia four. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, and then newer games, uh, Life is Strange. Um, I think mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Again, really emotional game. Uh, again, with the ending, the choices you have to make and then throughout the game. Uh, and uh, the, what is it? Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch. Again, it's, it's a game oh, where, yeah. again, spoiler, all the characters, it's about the deaths of the people in the family. And some of it, it's, it's quite sad. It's very emotional, but some are oddly kind of beautiful. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, it's very poetic as well. It's now, shocking. It's shocking. Near the end, it's, there's some parts where I was like, yes. oh, I didn't expect to get this dark, but there's also, yeah, it I gets think very you're dark, right, there's, but, there's, there's beauty in it, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's hard to explain. I think it's kind of like nearly the way that the, the, some scenes are. Um, yeah. That's uh, obviously, you know, the, the death scenes are kind of horrible. It's emotional. It's, it's an very emotional, emotional. Yeah. And finally, the, the Walking Dead. I think seasons one and season four in particular, I was bawling my eyes out. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, see, season one of The Walking Dead with that choice again, 
Um, and and again, I know I don't want to spoil with Clementine or with Lee. And then at the end of season four, as well, I was really pulling my eyes out. And I actually had a spoiler special on the Patreon with the developer um, of those games as well, Mark Darren. Um, so those are some games that really, really spoke to me and really meant a lot to me that I think about a lot uh, as well. So I'm sure I could think of some more as well, uh, the Blackwell games. But yeah, I think that's yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> uh, Shoshan is a minivan of characters all playing yeah. loads of games <laughs> yes I'm going on my road trip on, with those, on with those characters where they can't see the sun where they can't play yeah where the you sun. can't play yes. either outside or traveling <laughs> thank you Nintendo um, oh, God. <laughs> that is what we call a callback yay <laughs> I'm sure people it's going to be might... the next thing you're going on about isn't it Shoshi no, going pe- on about pe- saving pe- pe- that's going to be oh, Nintendo I, I hope I don't you know really upset because I know people really love Nintendo the switch i really like it as well i will be playing it more but i was oh, disappointed right. a bit initially anyway i think that's it for uh this week or this month rather uh, um, i answered the question as well oh did i not ask you thomas no oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry thomas what's a game that really spoke to you yes thomas or you can we can give you several no it's just <laughs> we, we can um, give you a few Um, Well, one of the older games that really spoke to me that is just basically one of the best adventure game experiences I've had in my life was Gabriel Knight, The Beast Within. I knew you'd say that, yes. Uh, (laughs) That that is a game I regularly think about, even though I haven't replayed it in a long time. Uh, I know that is a, that, that, um, yeah, that, that game just really, really, really grabbed me and, and didn't let go. Uh, of a more modern game, of a very, very recent game, it is like um, a small game like The the Last Show of Mr. Chardish, which oh, is yeah. also sort of mm. a, a walking simulator, which I reviewed uh, last year. Last year? Yeah, last year. Uh, uh, time is meaningless now. So. Yeah. <laughs> time moves on. Which was also last one of year, those games that, mm. that I played a demo from uh, of, and uh, I just... Um, it. I, yeah, it touched something in me and I really wanted to play it. So that was a game that when it came out, I, uh, I immediately played it and it did not uh, disappoint me. That was just something really, really beautiful. Um, and from a game that I also regularly think about, which is not an adventure game, is Last of Us. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Last yeah. of Us, oh, both, yes. And both games. I have to, I have to say that the, the first one and its sequel are... Have made a, a, an immense impact on me. Uh, maybe the most impact that a game mm. uh, emotionally that a game has ever done. I mean, uh, obviously uh, we can talk about other impacts, like the first game I ever played or stuff like that. Mm, but uh, but this game emotionally, I think this might be the only game that I that I came close to, you know, crying. Mm. Oh, oh, same. The second one definitely, I cried yeah. in the end because it's oh, so yeah, unrelenting. It's, it's, and... uh, yeah, th- this game. Uh, um, and I, you, you obviously recall that I was just completely angry with the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 When he fir- when he first finished, you you didn't even want to talk I about was, it. <laughs> I was fuming. The, the 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 more I got away from the game, the more I got to appreciate it. Um, and the first one, I also played like um, I had no idea what I was getting into. All, all I know is that Scott said that I should play it, and uh, uh, and he was really curious mm. how it would react and. That was also like the beginning of the Last of Us is. Oh, the it, beginning! It really, yeah, it's it it immediately sets its uh, uh, it tells you what kind of game it is, and it 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 doesn't let go of you until the very end. Yeah, and it it forces you both uh, both the game and its sequel forces you 
to it's not to make decisions because you don't make decisions. You act out the character's decisions. You don't make decisions for the character. So it, mm. it forces you to experience things that you probably would not experience if you had the choice to make. Mm, very true. Which is uh, both um, very interesting, but also very brave and very uh, unusual uh, mm. to take away the choice of the player. Yeah, the uh, and I think it works. I, I have to say. Uh, you know, and I don't say this lightly, I'm not exaggerating, but I think the beginning of The Last of Us is one of the or best or most emotional beginnings of any story that I have yep. either read or yeah. played or seen. And this was me just watching it. I, I didn't play it, but just watching it was just stunning. And then the end of what? The Last of Us 1 as well. And then The Last of Us 2, um, which I, I can only imagine playing it, that it was that the developers and the writers that they made certain choices that were so brave, that were so challenging to the player as well. That certainly a lot of people have had a very, you know, nearly physical reaction. We, we've spoken about how you mentioned how if you were angry, other people were even angrier. They're sending death threats to the writers yeah, and to the I actors, was, which is over. Oh, you weren't. No, no, I'd have to say that. That's I too. wasn't angry. I was were, angry at. Uh, I was angry for different reasons. I yes, was yes, emotional. I just need to, yeah, yeah. Now I need to specify uh, that. But other people like because this game made them feel that way. That you're supposed to kind of feel kind of angry and kind of really emotional. And I think it really worked in those two games. Uh, that the choices that the writers just made was just astonishing. It could have so easily gone badly. And not just the didn't. writers, but also the actors. Yes. The voice, oh, the voice acting is stellar in those games. And oh, they, yeah, certainly. It would not have worked with... Uh, diff- it probably would not have worked with different actors and uh, direction yeah. and everything. There's just lightning in a bottle that... Uh, and they, they actually, I believe, acted, you know, full motion capture as well. Mm-hmm. They were incredible. I'm looking forward to the TV series. Uh, oh, that's, that's going to be... I have a very good feeling about that. it because it's... Yeah. They, they, HB, it's HBO that is always, always quality. And uh, it's going to be a very expensive show. So they're pulling out all the stops. This yeah. could be the next uh, and Game from of the Thrones. writer uh, of Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. From so. Public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, really yeah. kind of a, a relatively well, we had Astrologaster and we had fun. Um, as well, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, we always do. Uh, so, so yeah, so thank you to to everyone on Discord. We will get around to your questions um, at the yeah. next recording. Uh, some fun questions as well that we did get a chance to answer as well. If you if you want to join the Discord, we'll put the link. Yes, so you can go to the hot topic. We'll remind people again before we record next month uh, that if you have any questions you'd like to ask us about anything particular. You know, it can be like these questions or it can be anything uh, else as well. Feel free to ask Oh, yeah. Us. One, one, one final thing concerning the question. Sersha, pineapple on pizza? Oh, uh, this is another... <laughs> yes or no? No. Yes or no? Quick, quick. Yes no. or no? Laura, pineapple no. on pizza? No. no. I vote wholeheartedly yes. There oh. you go. <laughs> okay, next time we need to have a very, I think, long, strong discussion about that, about why Thomas is wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> as if we don't do that every week. <laughs> me why people say i'm wrong all the time but uh anyway uh i think that's uh that's it for this time uh you guys playing any game thomas do you know what you're playing next are you playing anything in particular or just see what is well, in your I have library several games lined up and i found several <laughs> demos that i want to check out but i'm still uh want to get into uh, lacuna and the shore yes uh, yes and, uh, that's i found game. some uh some free games and some demos that i want to check out so hopefully uh, i can uh <laughs> Report about those the next time. Yes. Well, thank you. And Laura, uh, you... Um, 12 Minutes, which is yes. out 
I'm going to be playing that. Really looking I, forward to that. I want to play another time loop game. It's, it's got yeah, a, exactly. It's a, it's a hell of a competition with the Forgotten City, but it looks good. It looks really yeah, good. And it's got a stellar cast. Yeah, Daisy really Ridley and cast. is it Jamie McAvoy? James McAvoy and uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yes. And is Daisy Ridley in it as well? I think. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So looking forward to playing that as well. I, I don't know. I'm still playing through the commentary of Strangeland. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we shall see what I play then afterwards. Um, but, uh, well, thank you as always, guys. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you uh, to the people in Discord and to I'm Finished, Scott from the Game Outsider and Kieran. And cheers, um, cheers to well, everybody. Uh, again, if anybody has any questions, feel free to get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us. I mentioned the Patreon. You can also uh, leave a review for the uh, podcast as well, if you so wish, which would really help us. And join us on social media. The links are down at the, in the show notes. And uh, yeah, that is it for this month. I hope everyone's enjoying the summer or winter, depending on where you are. And mm-hmm. we'll be back in September. Uh, and if, in a few weeks, actually, uh, the next the interview that I did was my first face-to-face interview since before COVID. I spoke with the developer of the Jack Kowalski or the Joe Kowalski Chronicles. Uh, this was a developer who invited both myself and Thomas to his house for a barbecue. <laughs> so that was nice. We do not regret going there. Absolutely. No. That was a uh, fantastic barbecue. We'd love to go uh, again. And the game yes. looked really interesting as well, like an old school noir detective game. Uh, which we're looking forward to. So that is it for that is it for this month. Thank you everyone and take care. And keep on questing. Bye.